Hey guys, welcome back to the Girls Wing Podcast with your hosts, Angel and Alyssa Walker. Quick recap from last week or last episode. Um, the challenge of the week is we talked about being worship leaders like for yourself and then also how that impacts others. And so we challenged you guys to pick just one worship song to commit to listening to every single day over the last couple of weeks. And as a bonus challenge, encourage you guys to find a Bible verse that speaks the same truth or speaks the same kind of wisdom or message or promises as that song that you chose to kind of just marinate on that and meditate on that as you're listening to that worship song and focusing on the truth of God's word that is found in that. So Angel, what song did you pick? Tell us a little bit about that. I picked the song To Know You, the live version from Mission House and Antoine Bradford. Um, I picked the song because, well, I actually didn't start listening to the song to till like this challenge began because I like listening to Antoine ba- Bradford and this song came up in the rotation and I was like, ooh, this song's pretty good. So then I just kept listening to that. And it's basically just about like expressing like how we can't even fully express like how good the Lord is to us and stuff like that. So it was a really good reminder just to just remind myself like the holiness and the true power of God in how he like invites us into relationship with him. What about you? So I ended up picking the song Deep Dive by SEU Worship. Um, And that's a song that like has been on my playlist for a little while now, but I was listening to it the day after we had recorded that podcast that we had released last time. And initially I thought I was going to pick a different song that actually kind of flowed from some of what we were talking about in the podcast. But then as I was listening to Deep Dive, the bridge like really, really got me. And so basically the whole song is talking about like God wants a deeper relationship with us than surface level and then transitioning to like our desire to have a deeper relationship with God beyond just a surface level. And so then in the bridge, um, the lyrics are, show me what's breaking your heart, even if it messes me up, because I don't want to know you in part. I want to know you, really know you. Don't want to reach the end of my life knowing there was more I could find. I don't want to know you in part. I want to know you, really know you. And so as I was listening to that, as we've discussed here and there, bits and pieces, This has been a very challenging season for me and God and I are walking through a lot of the different emotions and feelings behind that. And so as that was playing the day after we were recording and I was trying to figure out what my challenge song would be, that first part of show me what's breaking your heart, even if it messes me up, I felt like the Holy Spirit was putting on my heart, like the state of your heart right now is what's grieving God's heart. And basically just that idea of like God weeping with us, grieving with us, like as we're going through hard times, like he's present in those emotions And so that's kind of what led to me picking that song. And it's been a really cool, intentional time with God listening and singing that song, honestly, more than once a day, because I end up playing it once while I'm in the car and then I just have it on repeat for like half of my drive. So, yeah. Nice, nice. So with that, we're going to kind of segue into the topic of this week's podcast, which is all about how you can glorify God in your everyday life in like more secular areas. Um, So Alyssa, what does it mean to you to glorify God in everyday situations? I think it's actually like really cool that um, God put this subject on your heart for this episode because of what we talked about last time of um, what worship looks like, because we mostly focused 
like obviously as you guys heard we mostly focused on worship through music but we did touch briefly on the fact that you can worship god through your work you can worship god through like serving people like they're just you worship god through how you live and so i think that flows really well into this subject of what does it mean to glorify god i think that bringing god glory means like having that intentional worshipful attitude in everything that you do and what came to my mind as i was um, just praying on this subject and everything after you'd brought it up angel was uh, matthew 5 16 of let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven and so as you're with this heart of worship like going into your every day and doing all the different things that you do in a day it's not with the intention like letting your light shine isn't for the purpose of like oh my gosh look at me look at all these things i'm doing but you're letting your light shine in a way that like essentially kind of puts you on display as an example of being a follower of Christ or being a child of God. And then through that, you're bringing glory to God in whatever situation you walk through. So that's what I was kind of marinating on or thinking about with that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, well, the topic for this episode came into my mind because this past Friday, we had our homecoming game that I cheered at. And we, like the cheer team, we always put on a homecoming performance. And that's like the only time we perform like during halftime. So it's a pretty big deal for our team. And every year it's like so rocky getting there. But one thing that I did like last year before we went out and that I did this year was like, when we're taking our time, like warm up, do what we need to do, just like setting aside time for me to just like talk with God and just pray with God and like kind of surrender our performance, like my performance um, to him. And like when I go out there, like I'm putting on like this performance, like for the crowd, but like I'm performing like for an audience of one. We talked about this at our student ministries one night and like I'm not doing all of this like just to put on a good for performance for everyone else out there, but I'm like giving my best to God and like glorifying him through the abilities that he's given me and using that as a space to like show him like the hard work that I've put into this, like that I was only able to do through his strength. Yeah, that's really cool. And something I was thinking about as you were saying that, and even just from like reading through some of the points and stuff that you had for this subject prior to jumping into record, um, is that like, just with the idea of glorifying God with your everyday day-to-day life, whether that's inside of church or in, as you put it, like kind of the secular or less intentionally faith-focused parts of your life. Um, This past weekend, I actually ended up hosting. So I had mentioned before, I don't remember in which episode specifically, but mentioned that with like my dance community in particular, I've just had this really strong burning desire of like, okay, I want to see these people give their lives to Christ. I want to see them living for God. I don't want to get to heaven and be like, wow, so many of my friends aren't here. Um, And so with that, and then also just building community in general, um, I had a couple of friends from the dance studio over this past weekend. um, And we were just watching a Marvel TV show, like binging that and like going into preparing for that and everything. I love hosting just in general. So that is something that I enjoy and I'm a hospitality major or got my degree in hospitality management. So like it all fits. Um, But I was very, very prayerful, even in like 
praying about what food to prep and different things and praying about like how to flow into the, I just was very prayerful about that time. And ultimately those prayers were centered around like, God, I want you to be glorified through this get together. Like I want you to be glorified through this TV binge day, night, whatever. Um, and like, I want you to be glorified through even the food that I make. Like, I don't know what that looks like, but just kind of a surrendering that to God. Um, and like, yes, I still had my own work to put into it, but I was doing it out of this heart of like, I'm doing this for the kingdom. Like I'm doing this not for my friends specifically, but like this is kingdom work. And like, even though when my friends were here, we didn't talk about Jesus. We didn't like pray before the meal. Like I didn't make them pray before the meal. Um, didn't talk about church. Like didn't touch on any of that. We were just talking about Marvel and dance and random life things. Um, but, and even I'm going to be so honest at a couple points in conversation, I sat back and was like, Hmm, is this a subject that I really want us to be talking about right now? Not that it's anything like really bad. It just kind of was like, from the outside looking in, if you were to be like, oh, your goal is for these people to give their lives to Christ and you're like talking about X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the night, I just had this like relieved and relieved sense and almost this pride of just feeling like God was kind of like, hey, well done. Like, even though it wasn't, I didn't pray over them, I didn't lead an altar call, I didn't worship in that moment or whatever. I brought glory to God in how I loved on my friends in that moment. And that was something that I felt like God was proud of and therefore I could be proud of. And so that was kind of my win. So that's just something I was thinking about just now. So what are some other ways that you can bring glory to God in your more everyday life? I think something that um, was just kind of on my heart just now, like even before you asked that, that I wasn't even thinking about before is the question of like, how do you glorify God and bring honor to God through your failures? Because I think it can be very easy to talk about like maintaining a worship or like a heart of worship and keeping that desire at the forefront of your heart to glorify God and all these different things as you're actively doing things, or you worked hard to prep this performance, then you're doing that. But like, okay, how can I bring glory to God in my failures and shortcomings? And so that's something that even literally right now, I'm like praying about like, okay, God, what's, I don't really have an answer for that, to be honest. Um, so I'm just like literally seeking the Lord in this moment on what that looks like, because I am someone who I like the thought of failure. I know that failure is a part of life. I do. And I have failed countless times on a daily basis. And I can acknowledge that. But when it comes to a lot of areas of my life, like whether it's in my work or just different things, there is that pride side of me that's like, mm -mm, we don't, failure's just like not a thing. I'm someone who doesn't love doing things that I don't think I'm going to be somewhat good at. I don't have to be the best at it, but I need to be like decent enough to not embarrass myself. If I think I might embarrass myself before going into something, I'm probably not going to do it. And so, yeah, I'm just kind of from your question, thinking about what that looks like to honor God and to bring glory to God through our failures and shortcomings and weaknesses. So what thoughts do you have on that? Yeah, I feel like that's a, a very relevant question because I can definitely like relate to that same mentality too. Probably has something to do with the way we were raised. I don't know. Bruh, um, now you throwing <laughs> our parents under the bus. Up, she said up, childhood trauma. So, like, that did, <laughs> trauma, no. That did not come out the way I wanted it to. For the like, record, I understand what you're saying. 
for the record, for everyone who doesn't know our parents, we have very like high achieving and like just really successful and amazing parents. And Ivy so League. Ivy League. Mama's out here training for the Olympics, bro. She was straight diesel. Dad's out here running the Literally. streets of business. Literally living that. I stay not knowing what dad's title is, bro. But anyway, anyway, it just they set a really great example um, of what work ethic and all of that can look like. Yes. So naturally, I'd say we're all pretty much like very high achievers. We 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 shoot for the stars. So I guess I mean the idea of like failing or like missing the mark or whatever or like being below average is just very unsettling and unacceptable for me (laughs) (laughs) but like you're not wrong the unsettling feeling of that is just so gross literally like at cheer practice like when we're playing like fun games and stuff like losing's not an option that's literally how i sprained my two fingers because losing is not an option for me (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry but it's just like the thing of like who sprains two fingers? <laughs> Girl didn't even sprain her wrist. She sprained two fingers. Continue. <laughs> Whatever. But like, I'll do what it takes to win or to hit that mark. But there will obviously be times when you don't. And that's hard. Like, especially like in sports or whatever. Like, not everything is in your control. Like, you can do the best that you can. And you still might lose that game or like ensure that stunt still might fall. And it might have been your fault. It might have not been. But like that still like counts as like failure or whatever. And it's hard to like deal with that, I guess. But I mean, I guess we're both having to learn that like failure is an opportunity for us to rely on the Lord to help us pick ourselves up again and uh, like when we fail then we just have another opportunity to get back up and try again and to have that perseverance that we can have through the Lord and to push through and succeed and like trust his plan that like we're not always going to things aren't always going to go our way and we need to trust what the Lord has for us, the lessons that he has for us to learn, and the path that he has for us to take. Yeah, and something that I was thinking about is the idea of like failing forward and just allowing your failures and those setbacks to be something where you learn something from it and can grow from that and move forward better than you were before. And even with that, like I've, I'm reflecting on times that Honestly, when it comes to whether it's like church leaders or even friends or just different people I admire or whatever it is, there's so many times where I honestly feel like I connected more with them or related more to them when they shared some of those more vulnerable things. Because it wasn't this pedestal moment of like, this person is perfect or they're the example of this. And even though I know they're not perfect, they present that way. But instead, they took the time to be like, hey, this is an area that I'm kind of am weaker in. This is an area where I fail sometimes. And it just makes it makes it more relatable and it makes it just almost comforting in a sense of like, oh, like I'm not alone in this. And God has never once required perfection from us and never will. Because ultimately, like that's the reason that he sent his son, because he knows like we're going to mess it up. 
And so God has so much grace for that. And it's just about learning to have grace for ourselves. And that's where I like to use the phrase practice makes progress. And I use phrases like that because the whole idea of like practice makes perfect. Perfection was never required. Perfection is never something God asked from us because he knows that that is an unattainable goal. And he's too loving to just put this carrot in front of us of like, this is the goal. And unless you reach this standard that only my son can actually reach, then you're not going to make it. So I was kind of thinking about that. And um, it goes along with the verse, which I just was looking up while you were talking. I was listening to you, but I was also looking it up in second Corinthians 12, where Paul says, um, Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you and my power is made perfect in your weakness. And so just choosing to see your weaker moments or your failures as opportunities, like you were saying, not even just for God to help us figure out how to pick ourselves back up and fail forward and move on stronger from there, but also to honestly like bring glory to him by giving people a real life example of the message of the gospel. Because the message of the gospel is we mess it up time after time, but God loves us so much that he's covering that. And so ultimately, like our failures are an opportunity for God to show like, hey, I will still use you. I will still, I'm still strong. I'm still loving. Like I'm still perfect even when you're not, and I'm still going to choose to use you. And so I think that that speaks so strongly to um, how we can glorify God and kind of keep that mindset of knowing like we didn't fail God essentially by being human and failing in our everyday human life. As you were saying that, it reminded me of uh, two verses that were actually like memorizing through this devotional that group that I'm in and part of our um devotional is like memorizing these two verses and it's Philippians 3 13 and 14 and it says brothers and sisters I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it but one thing I do forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus and I feel like this is like kind of taking that like similar mindset that like God does. Well, I like how at the beginning of verse, like Paul's saying that like he hasn't mastered this. Like you're not going to reach this perfection of like always. Like you're not going to reach perfection. There's always going to be growth to be made, and but the goal is just learning like from the past and like leaving that in the past and moving forward to the next thing that God has called you to, making that next step that he's asking you to take and like not letting your failures or your past like hold you back but instead like using that as like motivation or just like completely moving from that to the next thing that he's called you to and like making that continual progress instead of like straining for perfection but like striving for like our heavenly prize yeah it's good stuff so what are some challenges that you or others may face when incorporating God in more secular or non-Christian environments? I think that the biggest challenge when people think about like living on mission and like living your life to glorify God is that a lot of people start to believe from at least what I have seen, a lot of people start to put so much emphasis on the need to like talk about Jesus all the time or like just to be bringing that up and just kind of making that the center point of conversation and just kind of the focus point. 
And while, yes, Jesus ultimately should be the center of our lives and the center of um, our purpose, our mission, our identity, I think that there is a lot to be said about being discerning and having that wisdom to know when it's actually most beneficial to directly bring up Jesus or to directly like lead worship. It came up in my small group um, that a couple girls had seen this like group of Christians at a mall or something like singing worship songs and whatever. Um, And so like, there's a time and a place for that for sure. And God uses those moments in really powerful ways. But also I think that it's important to not make it such a big thing of like, I have to be talking about Jesus. Otherwise that means I'm not glorifying God. Like talking about Jesus is not the only way to glorify him. And like doing quote unquote, like real ministry, because ministry looks very different and stepping to those more like traditional Christian views of what worship and all of that and serving and loving people as Christ loves the church, the more traditional, like structured view of that is not always the best way to glorify God in your everyday life. And so to answer your question, like, I think the challenge is that we build it up to be this big thing when in reality, glorifying God, we can do that every moment of our lives. And so if I went into, let's say like my gym or the dance studio or like hanging out with certain friends who aren't Christians and had this weight mindset or like, and was carrying this weight of, oh, in order to be glorifying God, I have to be doing X, Y, and Z. Then that, that's such a big challenge. Like that is a huge weight to bear versus all that God really asks us to do at the end of the day is to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so I think that's kind of a way to combat that challenge of what is your mentality as you're trying to glorify God? Like ultimately God knows your heart and he knows that your intention is to bring him glory and to honor him. And so like, let him help you discern how to do that because it doesn't have to be this big intimidating thing. Yes, there are going to be moments where God does ask you to take those bolder steps or have more direct conversations or serve people in more specific ways, but what does it look like to just in the simple moments know like I'm loving my neighbor and my neighbor receiving this love from me because everything that I'm doing is flowing from Christ in an almost indirect way they are now receiving love from Christ whether they know it or not yeah I definitely agree with that and I feel like just one final verse I have to kind of sum up everything that we've been like talking about about in this whole episode is first corinthians 10 31 that says so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all for the glory of god and i feel like this is definitely like the heart posture that we should be striving to have like when you're eating and drinking like it's not saying like oh as i'm eating this food i'm saying to everyone like oh like do you know about my lord and savior jesus christ like no it's just (laughs) just having that um like heart posture and that attitude of like striving to make every action that you make acceptable acceptable and pleasing to the lord and like making it your goal not to like achieve these certain like things on this list but to be living a life centered around christ living a christ-like life and that's how you bring glory to him is like striving for that relationship, striving for that lifestyle and the fruits of that will come from it and God will be glorified through that and others will see.
Yeah. And something I was thinking about with that too is, and honestly, like, just to be completely frank, it is such a frustrating mindset to me at sometimes, but I know that it is a really good challenge and a good thing. Just with that idea of like doing everything as if you're doing it unto the Lord, doing it for the glory of God. I have taken that mentality and just carry it with me in so many different things to where even if I'm like just cleaning the office and I'm like by myself, no one else is going to see whether or not I pick up this tiny little piece of plastic that I see in the corner, like this small thing that like no one is going to notice the difference. No one's going to know whether or not I did it or passed it up. And there are moments where I'll start walking past it or I'll kind of dismiss it and be like, okay, whatever. Like um, that's either for another day or someone else can do it or whatever. I get so convicted because I'm like, if I were cleaning for God or like if I were cleaning God's house, or like if he were sitting right here, would I do X, Y, or Z? Like, would I pick up this piece of trash? Would I say this? Would I do that? And just having that mentality can be really, really challenging because sometimes like I kind of just want to slack off or like I just am tired or different things. But it's just kind of knowing that ultimately like I'm doing this for God, for no one else on earth not even for my own satisfaction, not for the praise or approval of anyone else, not even for anyone else to even know about. I'm fully doing this for my father, knowing that like he sees what's done in secret just as much as he sees what's done in public. And so, yeah, I just want to challenge you guys to kind of have that mentality and carry that with you more of um, just recognizing that God sees everything, good and bad, and he has so much grace. And just thinking about like, I don't want you guys to take that and be like, okay, if God sees everything. Like I have to live to this standard of perfection. Cause we already talked about how God doesn't require perfection from us. And even to give an example, like if you read through the Bible and read through the gospels, the people that Jesus chose to walk closely with him and chose to use in ministry closest with him were so imperfect. I mean, homeboy cut someone's ear off right in front of Jesus. Like, come on. And God still chose it. Like Jesus still chose those people And so as you kind of have that mindset, it's not with this expectation of you have to do everything perfectly and you have to do all the things all the time. And like perfection is never required and God is going to use you anyway. God is going to speak through you anyway, and God's going to be glorified through you regardless, as long as your heart is in the right place. So the challenge for this week is going to be kind of a little bit different. Um, I'm thinking about like this past weekend, I actually went to a float therapy spa. um, And that's something that I've just started doing as like a self-care thing. And even yeah. though what? <laughs> I was just saying again, yeah, I, I got a membership, bro. What that uh, first flow, bro? I just got a membership, but it's only for like once a month. Well, I didn't know you liked it that much. <laughs> I relaxed for once, like it worked. <laughs> and plus, the membership makes sense cost wise, and it's not very committed, like whatever, bro. Anyway, <laughs> yes, once again, I went to my little flow session. And even though that's something where like you're in the room and in the pod completely by yourself, there's no one else there. And you're literally just like sitting in this Epsom salt water, like floating, depriving your senses. Like there's literally nothing going on. I went into it. And even as I was in the pod, I was just praying like, hey, God, like I'm doing this with you. I'm doing this for you. Like I'm doing this to spend time with you. Um, And just was intentional about glorifying God, even in that moment of rest and relaxation. And so just wanted to segue that into our challenge for this week of we just want you guys to like find at least one thing each day, whether it's something that you do every single day or it's you're going to hang out with a certain person or like just something, whether it's a phone call, whether it's big or small, one thing every day where you can just pray the intentional prayer before stepping into that of God, I'm doing this for your glory. 
and just like committing that moment to God and just kind of see how God moves in that. Like just see whether that's an internal thing of the satisfaction of knowing like, wow, I just did this for my father and just kind of having that moment between you and God, or like maybe God's going to show up in a really powerful way. Like you just never know. And so, yeah, challenge for this week is to just find every single day, at least one moment where before you do something or say something or whatever, you can pause and just commit that moment to God and commit it to glorifying and honoring him. Even if that's just right before you eat a meal, because how many times do we like pray over a meal and like, all right, God bless this food to my body bless the hands that prepared it. And let's be more intentional in our prayers and in our blessing of the food to be like, God, like, may you be honored and glorified through even this action. So that's our challenge for this episode. Yep. And that's all we have for this week's podcast episode. I'll press out and we'll be Gucci from there. Please bow your heads and close your eyes. Bruh, I'm cutting that out. Go. <laughs> Dear Lord, thank you for allowing us to come together today to record this episode. I pray for all of those listening in, wherever they are, whatever situation that they're in right now. I pray that you will um, show them areas of their life that um, they can glorify you in. I pray that you can give us a sense of peace and comfort and let us know that you're walking along this life right with us and that everything that we do is for your glory. I pray that we can begin to glorify you in the small actions and the big ones equally the same and that we can continue be continually striving to live a life that brings glory to you and um draws the attention away from ourselves because you're greater than we are and i pray that we can take this challenge as an opportunity to grow deeper in relationship with you and develop um a deeper understanding of who you are to us and thank you for allowing us all to come together to grow closer to you and each other in this way and i pray that um we will all have a great week amen amen and be sure to shout us out comment or even just send us a dm if like as you're walking through this challenge or even some of the other challenges that we've had like if you've had any cool god moments or just testimonies or things that you guys want to share because we always really love to hear that um and would love to continue praying with you guys through whatever you're walking through And with that, we'll be right back here in two weeks.